Hi there, folks. Boring and inconsistent. That's a verdict from critics about the highly anticipated Netflix doco by Harry and Meghan. Today, Buckingham Palace hits back. I'm Aaron Young. First, a ticker feed with the breaking news this hour. Basketball star Brittany Griner has been released from Russian detention in exchange for a notorious Russian criminal. Ticker's Veronica Dudo is live right now in New York. While the professional athlete is due back on American soil momentarily, many are asking, was this a fair swap? I'm Veronica Dudo, live in New York, and I'll have that story coming up. China is finally moving away from chasing zero COVID. But will the country be able to cope with a huge wave of infections? I'm Adam Hancock in Singapore, and I'll have all the details shortly. An Australian-based crypto exchange, the latest digital platform to go under as thousands of customers are left in the lurch. William Howard joins us live right now with the details. Aaron, another one bites the dust. Digital surge now in administration. I'll have all the details next. And following the lives of the Sussexes, Harry and Meghan promise to reveal all as their first three episodes drop on Netflix. Critics say so far there's barely any new insights or any detail and asking today, what's the point? Now, from Ticker News, this is your world. And hello to our viewers right around the world. I'm Aaron Young. First to our breaking news this hour. Basketball star Brittany Griner has been involved in a prisoner swap exchange, meaning she's returning now to the United States. However, one U.S. Marine was unable to also be included in the deal. For more, let's bring in Ticker's U.S. correspondent Veronica Dudo, who's live in New York. Veronica, what can you tell us about the prisoner swap? The United States government completed this prisoner exchange on Thursday. Now, what basically happened was the women's basketball athlete, Brittany Griner, was exchanged for an arms dealer, a notorious criminal, Victor from Russia. Now, of course, this all happened since she was detained back in February of 2022. Now, President Joe Biden did address the situation in terms of bringing Brittany back. Take a listen to what he had to say. Brittany Griner. She's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. After months of being unjustly detained in Russia, held under intolerable circumstances, Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones, and, uh, and she should have been there all along. Victor Bout is known as the Merchant of Death, and he has served 11 years of his 25-year sentence here in the United States. Now, initially, the Biden administration had sought to take not only Brittany Griner back here to the United States, but also a former U.S. Marine, Paul Raylan. This is the second time that the Marine has been left in Russia, where he has been for several years, following another prisoner swap earlier in the Biden presidency. Now, of course, the president was asked about what he is doing for Paul Whalen. Take a listen to what the president had to say. This was not a choice of which American to bring home. We brought home Trevor Reed when we had a chance early this year. Sadly, for totally illegitimate reasons, Russia is treating Paul's case differently than Britney's. And while we have not yet succeeded in securing Paul's release, we are not giving up. We will never give up. 
Brittany Griner, of course, was caught with having cannabis oil in one of her vape pens at pens at the airport back in February of 2022. There have been espionage charges against Whalen that he and the U.S. government have also said are not true. The Whalen family is holding out hope that hopefully the Biden administration will be able to bring him home soon. Okay, Veronica Dudo there live in New York. Thank you. With COVID restrictions finally loosening, China's now bracing for a sharp rise in infections in the coming weeks. After almost three years of tough measures under the zero COVID strategy, many people are catching the virus for the very first time. Ticker's Adam Hancock reports now from Singapore. China is likely about to face what most of the world suffered in the early stages of this pandemic. That is a huge wave of infections hitting a population for the very first time. For almost three years now, Beijing has tried to get zero COVID, but this week they've changed the rules about restrictions and we now expect to see a huge surge of cases. Now, one of the big changes is around testing. There's going to be a lot less testing. And at first that might mean we see a lot less cases, but obviously people will now be carrying the virus without knowing it as they're not going to be testing as much. And that will mean a lot more spread. Also travel will now be a lot easier within China. So you'd expect to see the virus spreading across most of the country. One of the big changes is about people now being able to recover from COVID at home. Previously, they were taken off to, to quarantine centres. And authorities are already issuing advice about how to treat the virus at home and recover from it. But there's a lot of concern in China still. Many people are still very afraid of this virus. That's because for the last three years, they've been living under these restrictions. Many people don't know anyone who has caught COVID. So there's been a big rush on pharmacies with people buying medication for fever and also self-testing kits as well. Now, one of the big concerns about China opening up like this is whether or not hospitals will be able to cope. And we understand that some of the larger hospitals are putting aside areas purely for COVID patients. But will hospitals in more rural and remote regions where the facilities aren't as good, will they be able to cope with an expected surge of patients? And obviously, vaccination rates in China, particularly amongst the elderly, are not as high as the government like, would like. So that will be of big concern. Many are also watching to see what happens to the death rate. Officially, just over 5,000 deaths have been reported in China so far. Some experts have warned that could rise above one and a half million if the restrictions are loosened too fast. And if there are a lot of deaths and hospitalizations, will the government roll back on some of this easing? Reporting from Singapore, Adam Hancock for Ticker News. An Australian-based crypto exchange is the latest digital platform to go under as thousands of customers are now left in the lurch. Ticker's William Howard joins us now live with the details. Well, the crypto market's seemingly in freefall at the moment. Aaron, another one bites the dust as the great crypto crash continues. Australian-based digital surge is now officially in administration. The company's 30,000 customers all unable to trade or withdraw any money. Now, if you are one of these individuals, don't fret just yet. There are reports. The company's directors are planning to spend $1 million of their own money with the aim of refunding every single customer what they are owed. Administrators Cordamentha have advised Digital Surge customers returning their funds is the highest priority. The trading platform was set up in 2017 and gave users access to over 300 different digital currencies. Its demise has been directly linked to the collapse of global ex crypto exchange FTX, with this $32 billion platform filing for bankruptcy amid claims 
claims it was being poorly managed. As we reported last week, Digital Surge had been leaning on FTX for some of its trading, and they're not alone. Brisbane-based SwiftX was forced to lay off 35% of its staff off the back of the FTX collapse, and it's unlikely it will end there as the markets react to a world without Sandbag-Fried's brainchild. Aaron? Okay, we'll leave it there, William Howard. Thank you. It has finally landed the highly anticipated $153 million Netflix doco about Harry and Meghan and produced by an Oscar-winning director. But could that save it? The first three episodes have now dropped following the highs and lows of their ongoing relationship. A lot of it shot on their personal phones as they travel the world and prepare for major royal events. Back in time so far, though, critics panning the series, describing it as boring. Others have taken aim at inconsistencies in the couple's stories. The couple left their royal duties in 2020, now reside in California. They start the series with a solemn statement claiming the royal family declined to comment on the contents of the series. But today, Buckingham Palace and Kensington Palace hitting back, quick to fire back, saying they'd been not been contacted through official channels by the couple's production company. Still waiting for that phone call back. You're watching Ticker News. More news right after this. You're watching Ticker News. More news is just minutes away.